Sorry about that. Man. Oh, man. What in the world? All right. This is not going to be my night, probably. Very, uh... Oh, gosh. <laughs> Hold on a second. <laughs> oh. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll call you back. I'm actually in church service right now. I forgot to put my phone on vibrate, so hold on. Okay. All right. All right. So everybody make sure you have your... S- hold on a second. I got text coming in. Oh my gosh. You're not recording this yet, are you? All right. Uh, I think I'm good here now. Uh, all right. I think I'm good now. Boy, Tom's like, what in the world is going on? <laughs> um, if you went somewhere at a concert or maybe even church, and that's what happened, you probably wouldn't be happy, right? Um, it's, uh, it's not a good feeling, and I feel like that's what God's really wanting us to talk about tonight. I was trying to figure out, God, what is it that you want, us, what is it that you want me to share with people tonight? And I was having a hard time trying to figure out what that was. And um, then he told me, he's like, look, I want you to share exactly what you've been seeing and what you've been dealing with. And so tonight we're going to be talking about distractions. So yes, that was all planned. I thank you, Shauna and Ashton, for calling me and texting me. That worked out great. I don't know if Tom was like, what the heck's going on, or if he knew something was up already. Hey, rookie. But, <laughs> but that is what we're going to be talking about, is distractions. And, and to be honest, like, you know, I'm going to share that with you guys. I mean, how many times have you sat somewhere... And you're at somebody's house or, and then, or you're at a restaurant and this is what you get. You just get texting. People don't even act like you're there. Um, the, uh, I'll share a little bit behind what I've been dealing with. And in my work area, you know, that's what we do. We're all in the digital field. So we're doing everything on our mobile devices, on computers. And uh, one of the things I've been noticing is that I've been getting distracted very easily. Every time this thing dings and goes off or notifications pop up, I'm constantly, it can be sitting there on my desk, totally black, and I'll be working, and as soon as that thing, an alert comes up, I know I have to grab it. Like, I'm like, it's just, I have to see what was going on, what's going on. And, uh, and that's a distraction. It pulls us away from things. But then I also, I'm reading a book, too, and it actually talked about China has actually put in an extra sidewalk for people to text and walk. And it's serious because people are getting hit by cars because they're texting and walking right out into the street. So they, so I don't know how that's supposed to fix that, but, uh, (laughs) but they have a designated sidewalk now for people. And if I saw, I saw the picture and here's the, here's the crazy thing. I don't know much about China because I've never been there, but there's two sidewalks. The one by the grass is the one for people that aren't texting, and the one by the street is for the people that are texting. So I don't know. I don't really understand that, but yes, that, it is true. Um, and it's, it's actually interesting. We went to, um, 
I've even talked to people about this. Like I was at a lunch with somebody and I told him, I was like, yeah, you know, I actually went with, I think I told Quentin this last time at the gathering. I was like, yeah, I got this watch because I have turned off every notification on this phone. So I don't get any more notifications. I don't get notifications from Facebook, from Instagram, from email, none of that. From any apps, any apps at all, they're all turned off. And it's been such a relief. So I went even as far as saying, you know what, I can't wear my Fitbit anymore. I want to go for a regular watch because every time I looked, wanted to see what time it was, I would pick up this thing and go, okay, it's 5.33. I have two more hours to speak to you guys tonight. <laughs> but that's what I would do. So I'm like, I don't want to look at the phone because it's a distraction. So I was like, I'm going to get me an old-fashioned watch and I can look at the time and not get distracted. So I was at a lunch with somebody and I was like, yeah, you know, this is something I've really been noticing a lot. And, and, I, and I got my employees and said, here, I want you to read this book. I want you to talk, you know, about not being distracted because it, it takes our mind a different place. And um, as I'm sitting here, the, the person I was talking to was sitting right across from me and they're like this. Yeah, I don't really have that problem, really. <laughs> I'm going, are you serious? And I'm talking and I'm like even saying like, which I thought was funny things. Sometimes Ashton and Shauna tell me what I say aren't funny, but <laughs> maybe it wasn't. But I mean, I would literally say something or ask a question. I would get no response. And I'm like, dude, come on. Like, this is a problem. Like, you've got a problem with it right now. I can see it. Or then we went to, uh, I think it was last Sunday, we went to um, Rapid Fire Pizza, which we love. And as we're, we're, we're waiting in line and Ashton gets on his phone and he's, like, checking out his phone, and the lady's like, oh, what kind of cheese would you like? And I kind of, like, tapped him on the back, like, hey, she's asking me what kind of cheese. And she goes, he's going to slap that phone out of your hand. And I laugh. I said, actually, he has all his ingredients on his phone. That's why he's looking at his phone right now. <laughs> and the, the lady, I don't know, she must have been the manager or something. She goes, wow, that's interesting. You wouldn't believe how many people come in here. And as we're making their pizzas, how many, has anybody here been to Rapid Fire Pizza? It's kind of like Chipotle. Okay, cool. We got a few people. It's like Chipotle. You go through the line and you just create your own pizza. And she said so many people come in and they never even make eye contact. They're just looking at their phones and uh, there's just no connection there. So I thought, you know what? I'm sure there's other people that are noticing this too. And I think that if we ask ourselves, if we really look at ourselves, we'll probably find out we're doing it to people too. Um, so that's what we're going to talk about tonight. What is your distraction? What is your distraction? You know, it could be a phone. It could be a TV, video games, work, money, hobbies. It could be ministry. We can have many distractions that we allow to come into our life. And, uh, but my question is, is why are these distractions acceptable in our own lives? It's easy for us to look out at other people and say, man, there's nobody talking to each other, just walking around. They're all looking at their phones or, you know, this, you know just we get, it's so easy to look at other people, but we don't look at ourselves. And I think that God really wants us to start looking at this. Because just like it's awkward for us if we're sitting at somebody or a guest at somebody's house and they start texting or just start, you know, talking on the phone to somebody else, how that makes you feel, I'm, I'm like, how does that make God feel? Because we have a lot of distractions in our life that's pulling us away from God. So that's what we're going to talk about tonight. Before we start, I'm going to go ahead and just go to prayer. God, I just thank you so much, Father, for teaching us, Holy Spirit. I pray tonight, 
Holy Spirit, that you'll just work and just use these words, God, that you've given me just to speak to each one of us, God. Let your work be done here tonight, Father, whatever it may be. We give this to you, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so we're going to look at a, a few stories, which I know that we've actually talked about here before. Um, but we're going to look at a few stories of distraction. We're going to go to, let's go to Luke. I'm going to use my phone. I'm not texting. I'm, it is on vibrate, so there's, we're good there. We're going to go to Luke chapter 10, and we're going to read verses 38 through 40. Now, let me, uh, I'm getting a little bit distracted here. I'm going to tell you, the last time I was up here talking, Oh, wow, my phone's all messed up. See, it's like, the last time I was up here talking, let me shut down this Bible app. The last time I was up here talking, if you guys remember, I couldn't read the text of my Bible. I'm like, what in the world? Okay, we found out why that, why that problem happened, so let me clear that up. What happened was, on the way here, I told Sean, I was like, man, I am so thirsty. Do you have something we can drink? She's like, yeah, there's, I was like, what's that can thing? She had like a basket of something from my mom. She's like, it's some kind of coffee drink. I was like, all right, cool. I'll just take it. So I took it, just guzzled it like in two drinks. It was probably gone. And then I got up here. So when we were talking, I'm like, I don't know what was going on, baby. I couldn't read the text in my Bible. It was like it was moving everywhere. <laughs> and she goes, the last time that happened was when you was in college and you drank a whole bunch of coffee before your final and you couldn't, like, I'm like, oh my gosh, it was that drink you gave me. So thanks, Mom. I wanted to put that out there. Thanks, Mom, if you're watching. Uh, so today we went to Coach and Grind before we came, and I said, no coffee for me. No coffee. So, so I should be good. But we're going to read from Luke chapter 10. This is the story of Mary and Martha. Uh, it says, as Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet. Listening to what he taught, but Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come help me. All right, so we see right here that here's a story. Martha is doing great things, but she's distracted. She's distracted. There's another story here. Let's go to... Um, Actually, before we go here, I want to tell you this. I want to tell you this cool story. How many of you love to go boating? Oh, man. All right. How many of you, okay. How many of you own a boat? Man, we got two. It's janky and old. <laughs> All right. How many of you have a boat that won't sink? The janky and old <laughs> raised their hand. So, all right. Uh, we better pray before we get in that boat. All right, well, okay, so we, we love boating, too. We don't own a boat, so that's why I was wanting to know. Like, we had a lot of people love boating, so I'm like, well, who has boats? <laughs> Babe, I think we'll just take our chances on renting one. Uh, we rented a boat once, actually a few times in Florida, and uh, I remember the first time we rented one. We were in, uh, was that Treasure Island? Yeah, oh, yeah we, went, yeah, we went to this little town called Inglewood. They had boats there, and I was like, let's just rent a boat and go out. She's like, have you ever drove a boat? I was like, no, but it can't be hard. I mean, we did them before. You know, we rode them before. So we get to the boat place. We, we get to the dock, and the guy's like, yeah, I'll just. I was like, I've never really drove one. He's like, all right, you just got to follow these little markers out there. You're good, and your gas is good. I'm like, all right, cool. So he just sends us out. And I'm like, wow, that was that, that easy? 
So we took off, and I'm like, where are those markers at? She's like, I don't know. I'm like, I can't see the markers. And I wasn't drinking coffee. But I was like, I cannot see these markers. But then we got distracted. We're like, there's a dolphin. You remember that? (laughs) And we're not far from where we rented the boat. So I'm sure they could see everything that was going on. So we're way off from the markers. And we follow, and we're like, we got to go see this dolphin. And we get all the way out. I mean, this dolphin's right by us. It's beautiful. But we're almost stuck. There's like, there's ground right below us. Like the motor, like we're trying to get the motor up. I'm like, I don't know what to do. Okay. So <laughs> that was the first time. And I don't know, like, I, I, I don't know what your guys' thoughts were. Like, are, are we going to live? Are we ever going to ride in a boat again? Are they going to come get us or what? Because we thought we were going to be stuck. I'm like, I don't know how we're going to do this. But it was cool. She probably didn't care. She just wanted to see the dolphin. But... <laughs> So we rented boats after that. After, a little bit later on, we started figuring out where the markers were. We was good. I was a great captain. And now we've rented other boats. And every time we rent a boat, they're like, hey, let Brian drive it. He's, he knows how to ride a, drive a boat. I'm like, yeah. Nobody knows the first story. <laughs> See, we keep that to ourselves. But uh, here's the thing about boats. They have to have a captain, right? And the captain is somebody that you want to trust. You know, you want to trust. You, nobody in here is probably going to jump in a boat with me. But we've went places that we've got on ferries or anything, and we're like, we've never once thought, if, if we felt like we couldn't trust the captain, we would not be getting on that boat. No way. Especially in the ocean. There's sharks there, you know? <laughs> you don't do that. But, uh, so we're going to look at a couple of stories. I, I love boats. I love Jesus. So I'm like, well, why don't we look at a couple of stories about Jesus in a boat? So... So let's go to Mark chapter 4. This is a story about Jesus in a boat. We've talked about this not too long ago. This is with his disciples. It says, as, he, as chapter 4, verses 35 through 38 is what I'm going to read. It says, as evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they took Jesus in the boat and started out, leaving the crowds behind Although other boats followed, but soon a fierce storm. Am I reading the right one? Yeah. Fierce storm came up. High waves were breaking into the boat and began to fill with water. Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. The disciples woke him up shouting, Teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown? Okay. Who's the captain in this story, would you say? Who would you say the captain is in the boat? Jesus. Okay, so they, they don't trust him right now. They're not trusting the captain, right? Uh, why aren't they trusting this captain? Well, they start, I mean, they get in the boat, they're trusting him, but if you look at the story, it says, what happened is they get distracted. They didn't get distracted until the fierce storm came up. When they started seeing the storm and the waves started breaking against the boat, they lost sight of their captain because they got distracted. There's another story of Jesus out of a boat, okay? Yes, he's not in a boat. He's out of the boat. That's how it starts off. It's in Matthew chapter 14, verses 25 through 30 is what we're going to read. I know I'm all over here, but trust me, this is all going to come together. Here we have Matthew, and Matthew says, 
about, it was about three o'clock in the morning when Jesus came towards them. Now, Jesus had sent them out. He had sent his disciples out. He told them to go on ahead, take the boat, go ahead. He's going to catch up with them. And he knew that there was, there was a storm coming. So it says about three o'clock in the morning when Jesus came towards them. He's walking on the water. So Jesus walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, it's a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage, I am here. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you, walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went out, so Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water towards Jesus. Now, this next part here is very interesting. It says, But when, when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. And Peter shouted, save me, Lord. So we have a story of Jesus in the boat. Everybody's all good. We're crossing over until Jesus goes to sleep and the storm comes and they start freaking out. They got distracted. Now we have Jesus outside of the boat walking on water to them. And Peter says, if that's you, Lord, tell me to come out. And so here he is walking across the water, and Peter gets distracted because he saw the strong wind and the waves, and he began to sink. So distractions, distractions take our eyes off the captain. And I think that for myself, these distractions in, in my life have become normal, have become so normal. You know, I remember there was a, uh, we used to talk about how busyness, and busyness is still something we got to be very careful. Busyness can, is a, it says, there's a thing on YouTube you can find, it's a, busy, busy stands for being under Satan's yoke. It's a really interesting video. Um, and I'm like, I remember a time, like, I, we had a men's retreat, and I, I shared that video, and we talked about that. Because there are so many people dealing with busyness. But now, like, what I'm seeing more and more is everybody's just disconnected from each other. Now, I know here, like, you know, it's awesome. Like, I love here at the gatherings that we all come together, and we, we're, I see so many people just fellowshipping together. And we're, like, more of like a family, which I love that. But it's when we go out of here that we split up and we go back into our, our, our normal lives that we're in every day during the week. My question is, is how many of us are falling back into the distractions? Um, and, and for myself, I've noticed it so much in my own life that distractions are just preventing myself from moving forward with God. And then I go through life, and I, I ask myself, like, God, why, why am I here? Why am I going through this? And it's like I only reach out to him when, when I need him because I'm distracted all the other times. Like, it's easy to go to God when you need God at that moment. But we're supposed to have a, a relationship with God. But these distractions, I, I, I re, like, how many of you guys multitask? 
Wow, well, yeah, yeah, look at a lot of us. Uh, I thought it was always a good thing. Yeah, I can multitask. And then I learned that it's actually not a good thing. It is not. It really isn't. Our minds are so quickly going from, you know, on my side, it's like computer tabs everywhere. Like, I, got, I got like 25 computer tabs open. I'm flipping through, boom, 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 getting all this done. But really, I'm never focusing on one thing for a long time. Uh, and it's the same thing with our lives. If we're multitasking everything in our life, how can we ever build a real relationship with Jesus if we're so busy multitasking everything? Um, so distractions can take our eyes off the captain, off of Jesus. And here's the problem. When our eyes are taken off of the captain, we become our own captains. And if we look at these stories, like we look at Peter when he was trying to walk across water, here's a crazy thing. Peter was walking on water, people. I mean, could you imagine that? Could you imagine getting out of a boat today and walking on water? I mean, there's sometimes that I'm scared to walk on a floor somewhere because the house maybe doesn't feel that great. It's like, do I really want to walk across that or I walk, walk across that bridge? You know, me and Shauna, we, we like this is going to be all over video now. We live in an RV, so... But we, you know, we're, we're going to build a tiny house, but we live in an RV, and we've built this walkway of, like, these, like, pieces of wood that go out through the, you know, through the grass and stuff. And some of those pieces of woods don't feel too great anymore, does it? So I'm like, sometimes I just walk around it. I'm like, I'm not going to walk on that board. I'm just going to walk over here because it's going to pop up and hit somebody or break. But Peter got out, and he walked on water. Such an amazing thing. But that quickly, he got distracted and took his eyes off the captain. And that's when he began to sink. So when we take our eyes off of Jesus, that's when things are really going to start turning bad for us. That's when they're going to turn bad. There, I, I want to share this quote. It says, I don't even know who, shared, who, who this quote came from. But it, I want to share this. It says, this distractions of the world can keep you from hearing the voice of God and from enjoying the gifts God has placed in your life. Now, let me explain this a little bit here. I think everybody, all of us can pretty much understand that distractions of the world can keep us from hearing the voice of God. When we're multitasking and we're checking our emails, we're checking our our texts, we're checking our Facebook, we're checking our Instagram, we're checking our LinkedIn, we're checking our, I don't know, there's so many of them out there now. We're checking all these things. It's, it's so easy to stop hearing from the voice of God. But then we have this next part that says, and from enjoying the gifts God has placed in your life. Uh, you know, there was a time, I, didn't, I don't have this, I don't have any scriptures up for this or anything, but there was a time in my life that when we, when Sean and us, you know, we were, uh, when I lost my job, in 2010, I think it was like probably 2012 or 2013, that I at Christmas time hit, and God was providing for us, and He really was teaching us how to have faith in Him, to trust Him, and and we could never have sought that faith out. It was something that came to us in that moment because we stayed close to God and we started learning about that. And one of the things that really hit me at that time was. I really wanted to give my family a good Christmas. 
I really wanted him to give him a good, a good Christmas. And it, it never did bother me before to give him bad Christmases, no. It never did before. It never came to my mind before, like, you know, like, I want them to have, I want to be able to give them more than what I usually can, like, right now. Like, I mean, it just never crossed my mind. And I was really taking it to heart, like, God, what, like, I want to do something big for them. And there's a scripture, I'm going to read this to you. It's not on the screen because I didn't give it to them. Uh, got to keep some secrets in my back pocket, right? Um, let me see. I got it here. There's a scripture I was reading, and it was in Deuteronomy, and it said this. It says, For you are a holy people who belong to the Lord your God. Of all the people on earth, the Lord your God has chosen you to be his own special treasure. And that scripture, when I when when the Lord gave me that scripture that day, it really opened my eyes because... What he was showing me was that the gifts that God has given us is each other. That's the treasures. And that Christmas, God showed me that the biggest gift, we, I looked at our life and I was like, wow. We were in a time that, you know, we were, we were good. We were able to pay our bills and stuff, but we were not. We were just living like around the edge. But God had placed so many people in our life. So many friendships grew during that time. That people that we had never, ever met, never expected. When we left that church and we went to move to Florida, I remember they, they asked everybody to stand up that, that God had used for us to speak in their life. And I'm like, oh, dude, you shouldn't have done that. We might have like 10 people, you know. And this was like a church of, I don't know, like what, 1,500 people or something in the service. And we're standing in the front of the church, and I'm like, oh, boy. No, actually, we wasn't. Was we standing in the front of the church? I don't remember. Was we? But I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be really interesting. But I could not believe how many people started walking up. I'm like, and we just bawled because we're like, God, we never had any idea all these people. But that Christmas made me realize that God, you know, we put, we look at gifts aren't what we hold in our hands, the things that we buy. It's the people that God has placed around us. The people, you are a gift. I've spent a lot of time, like, and this can be a distraction. I have spent a lot of time trying to figure out what, how, how has God gifted me? How? How many, you know, I'm not going to ask you guys that. You ask yourself that. Have you struggled in your journey with God, trying to figure out, well, God, how have you gifted me? What is my gift? Even that can become a distraction if it takes us away from spending time with God. And what God was showing me as I was going through all this was like, don't worry about those gifts that I've given you, that the Holy Spirit has given you, they will come to surface when it's time. But we can be so focused I'm trying to figure out that gift that we forget that we are a gift to somebody else. And when we're trying to figure out what our gift is, that's pride. That's, that's us being me-focused and not God-focused and other people-focused. Like, we are a gift. I am a gift to Tom. I'm just saying. Look, he's looking up, like, thanking God right now. I can see him. He's like, no. But we are gifts to each other. So don't spend so much time trying to figure that out. 
spend time with God and know that you are a gift. Because I think so many times we put so much emphasis on that, thinking that I don't have a gift, so God doesn't, there's something wrong with me, but you are the gift. You are the gift. Now, with that quote, I want to say, I want to say something. I want, I want you guys to take peace in knowing, here's the thing, yes, we've got distractions, but take peace in knowing that God's grace is bigger than our distractions. Okay, I don't want anybody hearing this today thinking that, man, I have, yes, I have been totally distracted totally distracted. There's no way that God's going to use me. Like, why would God want anything to do with me? I'm just distracted. Look, God's grace is bigger than your distractions. You know, Jesus walked this earth. He knows what kind of distractions we're going to face. He can relate to that. He's bigger than that. So don't let that hold you back. I don't want anybody to feel condemned about that. But I want to point out a few other things from these verses. I want to go back to these verses that we read. Let's look at Martha again. Let's go to Luke 10. And this is what I'm saying. I, I, think, I think it'll all come back together. Luke chapter 10, verse 41 and 42. This is what it says. So this is with Mary and Martha. And here's what, after Jesus was pointing out that, you know, Martha was distracted, he said, but the Lord said to her, my dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. So Jesus is teaching us here that we do not have to get caught up in the details. Whatever, whatever your distraction is, look, we do not have to get caught up in all these details. He wants us to spend time at his feet. That's what we need to be doing. All these other distractions, just like with Martha, all these things that she was doing, these were good things. And there maybe there's good things in your life that you're doing too, but you've realized that maybe there are distractions. Maybe they've become a distraction. Or there's bad things too that can be distractions. But what matters most to Jesus is that we're spending time at his feet. That's the one thing we should be concerned about. So let's look at Mark chapter 4, verse 39 through 40. So I remember that now the big storm's coming. Jesus was sleeping in the boat, right? Right? I don't know if everybody's is everybody awake. Okay. It's getting dark in here. I'm like, <laughs> is there a storm coming? <laughs> That's what I'm wondering now. No, the, uh, so, okay, and so in Mark chapter 4, verse 39 through 40, it says, when Jesus woke up, this is him, he's woken up after the disciples are basically freaking out, like, hey, we're going to die. He rebuked the wind and said to the waves, silence, be still. Suddenly the wind stopped, and there was a great calm. Then he asked them, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? So Jesus wants, what I see here is Jesus wants his disciples and he wants us to know that he cares about us. You know, he could have got up out of that boat and yelled at them like, what is wrong with you guys? And look, I'll be straight up with you. When I used to read this scripture, that's the way I read it. That's the way I would read that scripture before was Jesus would get up and say, why are you afraid? 
Do you still have no faith? Like, I'm reading all these exclamation points that I'm putting in here, but that's not what he's doing. He's, Jesus cares about us. He wants us, to, he wants us to have faith in him. He also wants us to know that he's in control. He's the captain. Keep our eyes on the captain. He's in control. He's got this. So Jesus is asking, why are you afraid? Why do you still have no faith? Matthew chapter 14, verse 31 and 33. 31 through 33. So this is after Peter got on the water, right? Peter's walking out of water. He starts to sink. And Jesus immediately, as soon as Peter starts sinking, this is Jesus' heart, guys. Immediately he reached out and grabbed him. And Jesus said, you have so little faith, why did you doubt me? When they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. Then the disciples worshipped him. You really are the son of God, they exclaimed. So again, when I used to read this, I always thought that Jesus was upset with them. Dude, you were walking on water. What the heck's wrong with you, man? But that's not what Jesus is doing. He's asking him, you have so little faith. Why did you doubt me? Look, Jesus doesn't want us to doubt him. But the moment that we take our eyes off of him, is a moment that we're going to start sinking. But even if you've let distractions come into your life, this is why I wanted to read this. This is Jesus' heart. He's not standing in a corner. And he's not on his phone going, well, whatever, dude. You started walking on water and you started sinking. Because whatever, I'm just going to text this guy. I think he's got some faith. No, that's not what God's doing. That is not what God's doing. Jesus is saying he immediately reached out and grabbed him. Immediately. Whatever, is, whatever distractions you have going in your life, put it aside. Jesus is reaching out to you today. And he's wanting you to know, like, hey, I'm here. Let me be your captain. Let me be your captain. The cool thing is he doesn't only want to be your captain, he wants to be your friend. That's our Jesus. And guys, when we're when we're out, when we leave here, like this is great for us to hear here. I think God really wants people here today to know this. But he he wants us to take us take this with us too. Because like when we go out to eat afterwards or wherever you're at during the week, if you let these distractions take you away from where God has placed you, you're going to miss stuff. You're going to miss the things that you're asking God to show you because you're distracted. So I'm going to ask you guys a question. What would it be like if you turned off the distractions? What would it be like in your life if you turned off the distractions? Now, I'm not saying everybody's got to do what I did. 
because, you know, that's just something I feel like God told me to, like, was really getting on me, like, turn them off, just turn them all off. And, I mean, look, I got things, I got these emails and all stuff that ding all day long. I even got, actually, I haven't even told Sean this yet. I'm getting ready to. I guess I'll tell her right here while I'm up here. Uh, you know, you guys on these phones, the phones are probably the worst thing, I think. They're so easily to become a distraction. So easy. Uh, and there, it might be something else in your life, but for me, it was my phone. You know, it could be TV. It could be video games. Anything that's taken us away from God is a distraction. So on my phone, we can put this thing on here called screen time, right? So I have this on here. So this is great. You know, I have a, all my work stuff. They're all on screen time. At a certain time, they're done. They lock them out. But here's the thing. I can easily go, okay, just ignore it for 15 minutes. And let me tell you, it has been awesome since I've done it because I've been checking emails all the time. I was just, do I got a new email? Do I get a response? I'm hitting refresh, you know, or I'm looking at, you know, Facebook or something. But I turn these, these notifications, I turn these screen time on so it locks these certain apps out every day. You can set it where it's like a certain amount of time, it locks you out. The thing is, it is easy to go, ah, ignore it for 15 minutes. So, like, this last week, I felt like the Holy Spirit was telling me, like, yeah, you need to give your wife that password. I'm like, oh, shoot. And then I won't know it. So then I can't hit ignore. Then I have to go to her. And I'm like, all right, so there you go. That's what I'm going to do. That's the other thing. But see, she loves it. <laughs> We're gonna do it. He told me to do it to yours, too. No, I'm just joking. He did. <laughs> okay, she didn't hear it, so someone else had to repeat it to her. I want to make sure she laughed and then just look at me like. Uh, but maybe that's something that. Maybe that's something you need to do. For myself, I can tell you right now, it has been, I was kind of a little nervous about it because my work contacts me through that stuff all the time. And I went to work and I told them, I was like, hey, look, this is what I'm doing. And they're like, okay. But I knew, I was like, you know what? The thing is, it's my life. It's me. It's affecting me. It's affecting my family. It's affecting my relationship with Jesus. Look, it's even, even a distraction. I mean, geez, I have to be careful with my prayer time. I'm sharing a lot about myself up here, so this is a goal, <laughs> yeah. Whew. But even my prayer time, my prayer time, distractions come in so easily. I know myself, I can sit down and be like, okay, I pray, like, okay, two minutes, three minutes is up. All right, cool, I'm going to go. Okay, that's not really praying. It's not. But it's so quick to, just to go, go through the motions and be like, all right, God, thank you. But the thing is, like, God wants us to really have a conversation with him. He wants us to talk with him. Yeah. I mean, we've got to start somewhere, yes. If you're not praying at all, start somewhere. But if your prayer time, you could be distracted in your prayer time and you're already in, in the hustle to get moving on to the next thing. That's not letting Jesus be the captain. So what would it be like if you, if you turned off your distractions? I want you guys to ask yourself that. Would you hear God's voice more? Would you hear it more clearly? Because when we have a lot of noise going on in our life, it's hard to hear. It's hard to hear from God. Would you see the captain again? Would you be able to see Jesus more? Would you see the gifts that God has placed 
in your life? Would you stop searching for the gifts and see them? There's one thing that I feel like God wants us all to take away from here today. And I'm going to have Chris play a song here in a minute. But I want to, how many of you guys use the Bible app? Okay, okay, cool. I'm going to show you guys something really cool. This is how God works. And I showed Shauna this today. So, as I told you, you know, I'm like, last night, I mean, we talked earlier in the week. I'm like, yeah, I feel like this is what God's wanting me to talk about. And then all of a sudden things are changing. And I'm like, what the heck? And I'm like, I don't know what the heck God wants me to talk about. And then it was distractions. I'm like, oh, boy. And the whole time I was trying to prepare this, guess what? Distractions were happening everywhere. It was everywhere. Um, well, I was going to talk about maybe making a movie out of it because like that, I can only imagine did really good. So I was like, I can only be distracted. I thought maybe that'd be a good movie, but I don't think anybody would pay attention to it. <laughs> so, but <laughs> see, was that a dad joke or what? That was a dad joke. Okay. All right. <laughs> that was a pretty good one. He said, <laughs> oh, pretty big one. Okay. <laughs> All right, so I thought, you know, so I, I'm writing, like, I mean, if I would have brought it in my notebook that I was writing all this stuff in last night, you wouldn't have believed. I'd have been like, what in the world? Because, like, I went to bed. I'm like, I think we're good. Tomorrow I'm going to put all this together. God's giving me, he, I was just writing everything down. It looked like, it looked like some weird, like, it probably looked like it was Chinese. And there was only a couple, of, like, little tiny words. Like, how, does, how did you get all this out of that? But God was sort of painting the picture for me. But one of the things that he showed me was this one scripture. And this one scripture came up like two or three times in my notes. So this morning I get up and I'm like, all right, I'm having my coffee. I'm just relaxed. I just want to relax. And I don't want to get on the phone. I don't want to start reading. I just want to have my coffee and just look out at the sky and just relax. And as I'm sitting there, this thought came to my head. God, is that really the scripture that you really want us to focus on. And what's beautiful is God is God is so faithful if we're listening for him. So the scripture, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and open up my Bible app now and just do a little bit of reading. And the verse of the day was this scripture. Chris, if you want to put it up, this is the verse of the day. And this is what I feel like God wants us to take out, take with us tonight. The verse was, be still and know that I am God. So whatever your distractions are in your life, this is what God wants us to put into place. When you're turning off those distractions, this is what he wants us to do. To be still and know that I am God. There was, I wrote this down during prayer time. There was a time in my life, and you guys can stand, because Chris is going to, in here a minute, I'm going to cue him to cue up the song. And we're just going to open up the altar for prayer for you guys. I want you to feel free to come up here and just pray. Whatever the distractions are in your life, put them aside. Turn them off. 
and just come. Just like we looked at with Mary and Martha. God wanted Martha and wants us to know the most important thing is for us to come and sit at his feet. That's where it starts. But after you do it once, he doesn't want you to get up and walk away and not continue to sit at his feet. There was a time, I guess it was probably, I don't know, maybe, it might have been eight years ago. And I was driving down the road. And, you know, it was a time in my life where God was really changing everything in our life. We're really learning who God is. Who he really is. And there's always questions. And I was praying. And I would talk. I mean, just be, be driving a car and I would just be talking to God. And I remember one day I was driving, and this is what the thought that came to my mind was. I'm like, God, how, how do I respond to people that say, how can you believe in a God you can't even see? How? How do I respond to that, God? Because I know you're real. And this is what I felt like the Holy Spirit told me. Actually, I know the Holy Spirit told me this. As I was driving, a gust of wind came in through the window. And God said, that is how you explain who I am. Because you can't see the wind, but you call it the wind because you can feel it. And you can feel its presence coming through. And you can tell them that you believe in me just like they believe in the wind. Because they feel it. Though they might not see it. Now, here's what I want to tell you guys today. There was, I guess it was Friday, right? Friday we had the tornado warning or whatever here. There's a storm, another storm moving in. This would be called Storms. <laughs> That's the movie title, Storms. No, there was, so there's a storm coming in, right? And there, I heard there's a tornado, so I'm like, hey, it was in the morning. I grabbed my cup of coffee. I'm like, hey, let's go stand outside and see if we can see these clouds. They're probably going to be really cool. And we did. We saw the clouds. And I remember looking, I'm like, Oh my gosh, look at this one. And it actually became a big, giant funnel cloud. And we're just watching it like, whoa. So we're watching all that. But then I get back, and I'm sitting, I'm looking out the window. And here's what I see. I'm just relaxing, having my cup of coffee. And as I look up, I see all these gigantic trees just swaying back and forth, back and forth. And it wasn't like there was any fear. I was like, wow, that's God. The wind, that thing came back to me from years ago and I asked God, how do I explain how I believe in a God that I don't see? And here's what, here's what I felt like. Yeah, we can't see God all the time. We can't, like we've not, maybe not physically seen God. But we know he's there because we feel him. Because we, we feel his presence, just like the wind. But here's the cool thing. When we're still, like this scripture says, I so, like, don't ever forget this. God doesn't just, he's telling us, be still and know that I am God. We're going to experience that he is God because we have made the choice to be still, to get rid of the distractions. Here's the cool thing. When you do that, when you stand still, 
you can see the wind move. The distractions in our life prevent us from even seeing the wind move. When you stand still, you're going to see God move. And that's going to change your entire life. So, Chris, if you want to go ahead and play that song, you guys, I want to open up this altar. And if there's anything that is in your life that you know is a distraction, and you know I just need to come sit at Jesus' feet, come do that tonight.